Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled Journey Medley.
Today, every prison has its chaplain. Some prisons have several chaplains, but it's interesting to note, the very first man ever appointed as a prison chaplain was once a desperate criminal. His name was Frank Novak, and he was under a sentence of 20 years to Washington State Penitentiary. Someone in Spokane had given him a copy of the New Testament in his native Bohemian language. Frank Novak was not too interested in anything spiritual, but he had a burning desire to get out of prison, so he made a vow. He decided he would read this little book, which he recognized only as some kind of holy book. He would read it through three times, and then for that God would surely let him out. His religious background had stressed the fact that if you wanted something from God, you must do something to please him. And surely reading this holy book would please God. Slowly, painstakingly, on his knees in the middle of the cell, night after night, he read. He had to move the little book back and forth in a spot of light no larger than a silver dollar in order to see in the dark. And each time he heard a guard approaching his cell door, he would leap back into bed. In this way, Novak read the New Testament through word by word. Three years were required in this undertaking because he did not read very well. But one day it was finished. But Novak was still in prison. He was moved to an honor work camp where he had more liberty to read the Word of God. And three months later, he received the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior as a result of reading the Word. As time went on, Novak was used greatly by the Lord unto few men have meant as much to the men behind the gray walls as did Frank Novak. Hundreds of them listened to him and found that their great need was to have the Savior and surrender their lives to him. They then left the prison as born-again believers and became decent citizens. Truly the word of God is a mighty sword piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. You may not be in prison this morning as you listen to this broadcast, but you need God's word just as any man behind bars. Do you read it every day? Do you let its teachings guide your life? Do you know the Savior it presents? Listen now as John and Penny Harris sing for us this beautiful song entitled, A Friend of His.
you are listening during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Eric White and Lori Harris play for us the clarinet and flute, this song entitled, Constantly Abiding. On one of the arches in a magnificent cathedral in Europe is sculpted a face of wondrous beauty, 
but it only can be seen once a year at a time when the sun is in a certain position, for then its rays streaming through a small window illuminate the exquisite carving. How did such a beautiful work of art happen to be hidden away like this? Well, the story is that when the structure was being built, an old man came and begged permission to work on some portion of the great church. He had been a well-known artist, but now his trembling hands and failing eyesight caused the architect to fear that he would mar the beautiful Ephesus. But as he thought about it, he felt sorry for the old man and out of respect for his age and reputation, finally allowed the artisan to chisel a design under the shadow of the vaulted roof, thinking that no one would ever see it there. The artist was old, and he knew he had been given this task because the architect did not think that he could be trusted with something that would be easily seen. However, he was determined to do his very best. After months of painstaking labor, the elderly gentleman could hardly work his way up to the platform high above the floor, yet he insisted on one more climb to make a few finishing touches. When he failed to come down by nightfall, a workman went up and discovered his lifeless body. His tools lay by his side, and his sightless eyes were fixed on the marvelous face that he had wrought in the marble. Although he thought it would never be seen, he had given all this to produce a masterpiece. An authority on sculpture then declared in the cathedral, This is the most magnificent work for love wrought it. Perhaps you've been assigned to some small corner of life where your service is seldom noticed. Like that unknown artist, show proof of your love by giving your best for the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no task too small to do for him, and many are needed to take care of the little things that need to be done. Listen now as Larry Grable sings his song entitled, There is a Redeemer. There is a Redeemer, Jesus God's own Son, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One, Jesus my And leaving 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast, and this morning the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ, the Roman guards. Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 and 63. Now the day, the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Let's just take a few minutes for a brief review of the timeline of the events surrounding the death and the burial of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nine o'clock crucified, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the cross. 12 noon to 3 p.m., there is darkness. 3 p.m., the Lord Jesus Christ dies willingly for the sins of the whole world. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., Joseph Arimathea secured permission from Pilate to bury the body of Christ, and with the help of Nicodemus, prepared and buried the body of Christ in his sepulcher. The ladies observed but did not participate in the actual burial of Christ. 6 p.m. begins a new day. Following the burial of Christ, the first night, there were no Roman guards or his apostles guarding the body of Christ. Literally, his disciples are nowhere to be found. God was protecting and watching over the body. It is the next day that the Pharisees and the chief priests come to Pilate wanting Roman guards to guard the body of Christ. They, they had remembered his words about the third day. They were not interested in the first day or the second day or the tenth day. It was about the third day. If a Friday crucifixion, the Pharisees and chief priests would have come to Pilate on the weekly Sabbath. If a Wednesday crucifixion, it was a high holy Sabbath connected with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Their actions of their religious hypocrisy... These actions speak of their religious hypocrisy and their loathing toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen a religious painting of Christ's sepulcher with a few Roman guards there guarding the sepulcher in the body of Christ? This is sadly so very wrong and almost laughable. There were not one or two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven or twelve or thirteen or fourteen or fifteen guards. There were sixteen guards guarding the body of Christ. Acts chapter 12 verses 1 and 4. Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, listen to these words, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four quaternia unto the soldiers to keep them intending after Easter to bring them forth to the people. What does that word mean? It it means that it is a definition or a group of setting of four persons or four things. 
Four would have been, so there are 16 soldiers. Here, here's how you would understand. Four would have been situated in front of what they needed to protect. In this case, the sepulcher of Christ. The 12 remaining would be in a semicircle in front of the four guarding the sepulcher. There would have been a rotation of the soldiers. Four on, 12 off. And this rotation would have continued through the day and night. These Roman soldiers were a highly trained fighting machine. The Roman guards were placed at the sepulcher to guard against any kind of fraud or lies enacted by the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 27, verse 66. So they went and they made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. The Bible does not specifically tell us, but most likely the Roman soldiers would have removed the stone to verify the body of Christ was actually there. Then after replacing the stone, they would have sealed the tomb. The sealing of the tomb would have included wax and a cord. The objective of the sealing of the stone was to restrain anyone from altering or tampering with the tomb's contents. If the stone had been moved then, the seal would have been broken. A seal was the condition of this being authentic. The seal on the sepulcher of Christ was public proof that the body was behind the stone. The Roman seal was a verification that the body was there. And now that body, humanly speaking, is being protected by the power of Rome. The same word used for sealing of the sepulcher is used for the sealing of the believer, the dispensation of God's grace. With the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, the 144,000, Revelation 7, and Satan being sealed in the bottomless pit. And just think about this. Humanly speaking, the body is now, as we said, is being guarded by the power and the authority of the Roman government. If the 11 apostles or if Mary Magdalene or the other ladies had any thought of trying to steal the body of Christ, they would have been met with the power of the Roman guards and the Roman government. Even the ladies approaching the tomb that day to further anoint the body of Christ. If the guards were there, resurrection occurred, but if they had gone there, they would have been met with the power and the authority of the Roman government. What would have happened if there were no Roman guards or no sealing of the sepulcher of Christ? What would have happened if Pilate did not give the body of Christ to Joseph? What would have happened if Pilate decided to mock the Jews and leave the body on the cross or just dispose of another way? What was the motivation of the Pharisees and the other religious leaders to have the body of Christ being guarded by Rome? Because they, they knew, they, they remembered his, Christ's own disciples had totally forgotten about what Christ said about resurrection on the third day. The Pharisees and the other religious leaders of the nation of Israel remembered the words of Christ concerning the third day. So to make sure his disciples did not come and do anything with the body, steal the body and present him as resurrected, they requested the Roman soldiers to guard the sepulcher. In their hatred toward the Lord Jesus Christ, and the hardness of their hearts towards God and towards the Lord Jesus Christ and toward the message, They are actually and unintentionally provided one of the greatest reasons for believing the resurrection of Christ, the Roman soldiers. We are going to continue looking at this and understanding the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not there. The stone's removed. We'll tell you why. 
But he is risen. Our Lord has been risen. And we praise God that we serve the risen Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never trusted him, you need to trust him right now. The gospel is that he died for you. He was buried and rose again. Won't you believe and trust him right now? been listening to join the morning from the altoona bible church we trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast it is our prayerful desire that you know the lord jesus christ is your personal savior so until we meet again by radio this is pastor Stuart mcclellan wishing you god's best for now and for eternity Jesus is the